You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This is the show about our marriage. And our money. husband. Hi. Hello. On this episode, we're checking in on our money, which includes my experiment with getting a cheap haircut (laughs) and addressing a listener question on how we arrived at the jobs and salaries that we have. So let's check on on life lately. Mm -hmm. How's it going? Uh, uh, It's good. It's been a long Tuesday. Wait, is it Tuesday? Oh no, my gosh, it's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> oh, it's been a long week. Cedric was sick Monday and Tuesday. Poor little guy. Mm-hmm. Little cold and cough. And so I was home with him Monday and Tuesday. So that's just kind of like thrown me off. Plus, it's been a really busy work week for me. You've had a ton of meetings. Meetings after meetings after meetings. Yeah, it's been really busy. But this past weekend, we escaped to Prescott. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so awesome. The lows were in the 50s, which is like frigid for us. Yes. It was such a nice little getaway with our family. Oh, it was awesome. And I was worried because at first, I don't know, maybe maybe because Cedric was just getting sick, but the kids were not sleeping very well. And so the and first... we were tired. Yeah. And so the first part of Saturday, I was a little worried that, I don't know, it wasn't going very well because yeah, we were it, all just that kind it was of exhausted. Like kind of more... Because I feel like sometimes our trips in the past have been kind of more management and more stress almost than fun like Mm -hmm. they're punctuated by really fun moments but it kind of is more for me anyway I'm just constantly thinking about okay what's the next thing we're gonna have to do how are we gonna do this Mm -hmm. so that's how it was kind of starting to feel but then it kind of it kind of tipped yeah we took our kids to a bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that I'll was, get, that was I'll get awesome. better after that. <laughs> exactly. Maybe we just need to have a drink. <laughs> I think so. Literally, Dashiell was sitting in my lap at a bar. You're watching football. <laughs> yep. And Kelsey, you were, you were holding Cedric. Mm-hmm. He was right trying to us. grab my beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it was uh, Oktoberfest in Prescott. And mm-hmm. so uh, we were going to go in. There was like an event on the square, mm-hmm. and we were going to go in, but it was totally crowded. We were thinking... Uh, more management of the kids. Yeah, exactly. In this huge crowd. And it was really expensive. $20 yeah. a person. Yeah. We're and such cheapskates. Well, and we weren't going to drink that right. much beer with two kids in our right, arms. Right, exactly. So. so we went to a bar instead. We had one beer. Mm-hmm. Dash had pretzels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah. And then we just went out to the square and um, the like non-paid portion. Right. Just kind of hung out in a free area, watched the bands play. Yeah. Um, Cedric was run- or like kind of... Wanting to run right, all around, right. crawling around. He and was Dashiell, having so much fun. Mm-hmm, Dashiell was on my shoulders uh-huh. and we went over and watched the band forever and he was having a good time. It was just really, really fun. And then, um, yeah, Dash was just loving it up there. And now he's getting to the age where he he understands that we're doing something different and kind yeah. of special. So you could tell that he was really enjoying that. And and it was just it was just so, so fun. And then we had a magical drive home mm-hmm. we've done this trip a couple of times before and we get takeout slices of pizza on our way out of prescott from our favorite place bill's pizza and yeah. we, we also we timed our drive home um to be over afternoon nap 
and everything was aligning just perfectly. Both boys hadn't napped in the morning and we were just like, this is going to work out perfectly. <laughs> so we like put the boys in the car. We go get our takeout pizza. They are asleep and we drive the two hours home, eat our pizza. We just get to chat and just mm. enjoy this nice car ride home. They woke up like the exit before our exit. Yeah. We were doing the celebratory thing that any parent knows, which is like when both boys are asleep and you're having this magical drive, you're like, yeah, it's exactly. near breath. And you're both looking at each other, exactly. like wanting to clap, but exactly. just doing it in the air, you know, we were talking so quietly that I kept having to like lean over to you to like whisper what I was saying. So we had like whispered conversations, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was really nice to get two hours to just like hang out with you and talk. Yeah. <laughs> but then when we got home, because Dash knows that we're doing different things, he was like, I want Prescott House. It was was so, it was so sweet and so sad. So we'll have to take another trip back up there soon. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, And then I know that everyone is very concerned about the sleep at our house and toddler sleep. And as well, they should be. Yes. Because everybody's in mortal danger (laughs) all the time. And we are cautiously happy to report that there has been, there's been a change in the air, Chris. Mm -hmm. Can we share with people what has been happening? (laughs) Many people will find this underwhelming, (laughs) but we (laughs) find it amazing. Yes. Dashiell has been sleeping past 5.15 for the past three mornings in a fucking row. (laughs) It's been awesome. One morning he slept until 5.40, I mean, this is unprecedented, yeah. people. Yeah. I, I know that the hour is throwing you off, but that that's as if he slept until eight, mm-hmm. just to kind of like give you give you a benchmark there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this evening he was telling us, I'm tired. I'm ready for bed. And we're just like looking at each other with like our jaws on the ground going, what? Okay, we'll put <laughs> you to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I almost don't even know what to do. Like, do, right. do we... Do we actually take him to right. bed? <laughs> don't, we, don't we have to have a fight first? Like, right. Yes. What's supposed to so happen here? We're sure it's all to end, um, sure to end very soon, but we are enjoying it and appreciating it and sort of hopeful that maybe we've turned a little, maybe we've turned that five o'clock corner. We, we think maybe there's been a developmental change because he's talking differently. Mm-hmm. He's stringing together really complete yes. sentences, starting to have conversations, mm-hmm. asking us right. like relevant questions. Right. It didn't, I think earlier this evening, what he said was, I'm tired, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, okay. <laughs> like we're all buddies hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so awesome. Um, anything else going on in life besides our magical weekend and meetings and toddler sleep? Um, are you going to talk about your cheap haircut? That's part of our money discussion. Oh. So okay. shall we move on? Uh, Sure. Okay. Let's check in on our money. Um, okay. So as we were putting this together, it kind of feels like lately we haven't had any really big expenses coming up. We even, we did get to do this weekend getaway very cheaply thanks to your sister. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Robin. Thank yeah, you. She's awesome. She owns a second home in Prescott and is so graciously let us use it free of charge. Um, and then, I mean, we brought groceries and so we only just got coffee and a couple of little things out. So I think it was a, and gas in the Prius was pretty cheap. So I think it was like less than $60. Less than 50. Trip. 
I yeah. love it. Yeah. That's my kind of vacation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, it just feels like our finances are kind of going along, which is great because we talked about, we had some bigger expenses, you know, earlier this summer with having to replace the garage door and just kind of getting readjusted to our daycare expenses being taken out on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, mm-hmm. um, things like that. I had kind of let expenses or uh, charges built up on my credit card. I use that for just my personal spending or then sometimes I'll use it. I'll like put a Trader Joe's grocery trip on there and then I forget to, you know, transfer money from our joint account to pay off my credit card. And, um, we'd also bought our plane tickets to Austin Mm -hmm. for Christmas. So that was, you know, like $850 sitting on my credit card. So anyway, got that all paid off. I always, we're always paying off our credit cards on a monthly basis, but sometimes we kind of let it build up a little bit more mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. suddenly it's a bigger, a bigger <laughs> sum to reckon with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so got that all taken care of. That feels really good. Um, There's one thing um, oh. that I'm beginning to think about. Okay. There is a reckoning coming related to coffee. No, in this household. I don't want to have the conversation. <laughs> we're gonna ha- we're not gonna have the conversation now. You're just letting me know you're having a conversation that we're gonna have the conversation. That's right. I'm already weaning myself <laughs> off of coffee. I don't. Okay. Why are you taking? Why are you trying to take this away from me, Christopher? <laughs> I. So many things are busy in life. I'm getting up in the middle of the night. I'm pumping. I'm breastfeeding. I mean. I'm sorry. Let me have my coffee. Can I get some listeners to chime in on this, please? I need some support. Okay, <laughs> let's make your mini case or like tell me, give me your mini case of why we even need to have the conversation. Right. The reason we have to have the conversation uh, is twofold. One right. is sustainability uh, I, and we water com- use. We compost. I know, but we I'm worried about diaper. production. I have to have to investigate this for my blog and I'm worried about what I'm going to find. Maybe I'll find something that, Okay. alleviates my concerns but what a, okay what about shade grown fair trade fair trade's bs oh, but it is yeah not yeah it's not reliable is that like natural yeah exactly okay and kelsey just did the air quotes i just did the air quotes because that's that's a food label that you'll see that actually doesn't have any weight behind it there's no regulation on what foods can say natural or not like i think a you know lucky charms could say that it's natural yeah, PSA, if you buy things because it says natural or if you buy eggs because it says cage-free, those are the two dumbest um, Bummer. <laughs> labels that Most are fully misleading. unregulated and mean nothing. But anyway, I have to investigate to see if there is some <sighs> out for us. Okay. But there's that. And it's just, it's like the... It's like the entertainment cost that just sucks away slowly but surely yeah, at us all right, the time. Right. And I don't know. We have to see if... well. We have to investigate. Okay, we have to see if there's an, uh, an appropriate alternative. As part of our conversation, which I'd love to have on the podcast, can you put together some numbers for me and show me how much we could be saving if we weren't drinking coffee? And I mean, like, as part of our grocery bill, because that is probably 10, 10 to $15 a week because plus, like, the creamer. We buy, like, oh, a, yeah. Like yeah, a soy French vanilla creamer mm-hmm. um, that we're pretty addicted to, plus our coffee, mm-hmm. and then coffee out here and there. But it's just... Uh, we'll so have, we'll why why doesn't tea later. do it for you? Um, gosh, why doesn't? Oh, by the way, 
you called me out on, I <laughs> on did. Facebook. I called and, you out on Facebook. Okay, so like I've posted about, you know, weird stuff on Facebook, like bidets, for example, mm-hmm. and how awesome they are. And people make jokes, but I've never gotten such vitriol <laughs> as when you called me out on offering you tea when one morning we had run out of coffee and mm-hmm. I said, well, can I make you a cup of tea? Mm-hmm. And you posted on Facebook that this was the meanest thing that I had ever <laughs> said to you. And Which I asked you if I could do first before of course, I posted it. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> But the comments that came in were like, oh, that's kind of funny. Oh, that's harsh in a funny way. Oh, that person fucking hates me. Like, <laughs> People are very passionate about their coffee. Somebody literally said, I hope that you took the tea, threw it in his face, and grabbed the kids and walked out. <laughs> that might have been my cousin, Quinn. She's very passionate about coffee, too. Apparently. I don't know if I've met her. Probably I shouldn't. <laughs> You should definitely offer her a cup of coffee when you do. I am open to having the coffee conversation. I'm always open to hearing about change. I am nervous. Okay, so why doesn't tea... Yeah. Why doesn't tea do it for me? Um, I don't know. There's just something so comforting. I love the smell of coffee brewing. Mm. I love the sound of the coffee maker. Um, It just seems to me thicker and mm-hmm. like you know than tea it just seems more watery to me and i and i have had really good quality tea before and that does make a big difference and there's mm-hmm. a lot more flavor i think it just oh I, i'm having such a hard time describing it i think yeah. it's such a, an emotional thing too that it's kind of tied to mm-hmm. you know it yeah. feels like productivity to me it feels like this w- little warm wonderful like comfort and treat that i get to look forward to in the morning like i really love it (laughs) your language is bordering on addictive language (laughs) but the thing is i just have like one cup a day or however much my hydro flask is maybe a 14 or 16 ounce like a medium cup a day Mm -hmm. you know i'm not even drinking we're not even drinking like a pot of coffee we make you know half half our pot full so Right. Anyway, I'm not convinced it's a problem or that the world <laughs> is going to end because we continue to drink coffee. So, all right, let's let's circle back to that later. You prepare me a little report and some stats. We'll talk yeah. about it. I will have a spreadsheet. No, I know you will. And a graph. I will look forward to seeing that. Um, okay, I wanted to talk about something. My experiment with getting a cheap haircut. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's the thing. I wear my hair long like, you know, to my shoulders or whatever. And so I only get Ladies it- long is sexy. <laughs> and so I only get my hair like trimmed or cut, I mean, three or four times a year. And I have been usually going to Tony and Guy. I have a great stylist there. Shout out to Rihanna if you're listening. And you've actually gone to her too. I oh mean, yeah, she's awesome. She's fabulous. But the haircuts are now maybe- before a tip, you Mm -hmm. know, so we're talking in like the, you know, 75, 78, close to $80 for a haircut. Um, And so I kind of am of two minds about that. On one hand, it feels like a big expense, but on the other hand, I am only doing that maybe three or four times a year. But still, you know, I thought, okay, maybe this is a place I could save some money. And I am getting just a really basic haircut. I mean, I'm not even getting layers. I'm Mm -hmm. just getting my haircut straight across. Seems pretty simple. Um, Maybe Dash could do it with his little, like, toddler scissors. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what happened? Okay. Well, so I have tried 
to get cheaper haircuts in the past because I've actually had this feeling before and I've Mm -hmm. tried three or four different places. You have been witness to this. Mm -hmm. And what always happens, then I go and I blow dry my hair myself and it is not even. Did that happen this time? Did it happen this time? No, it didn't happen this time. But listen, I am leading up. (laughs) Don't rush my story. (laughs) So anyway, I was cautious going into this, but I was willing to try it again for you know, the goal of fiscal, I don't know, fiscal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried Great Clips. Mm-hmm. All right. Made an appointment, went into Great Clips. Rihanna, you know, she sections out my hair into like 20 different pieces and makes every, sure, every single piece is all the same length and is like so perfectly cut. Great Clips divided my hair into three pieces and trimmed them up. And... I don't know. It's, it's okay. I feel like, (laughs) you know, it, it looks like straight across, I guess. I just, I wish I could have like a placebo test. Like I wish I could close my eyes and get a haircut. So you're perhaps perceiving. Exactly. Inequality. I'm wondering. Lack of quality. Right. I'm wondering. I'm not exactly sure, but I just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's exactly, exactly precise. Well, let me look at it. Not now. Okay. That would be awkward. But you, I, you don't notice those little details on things. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. I'm not a de- detailed man as my, no. my father says this and I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, the jury is still out. Mm. I think I might treat myself to a, to a real haircut next time. Okay. Well, or maybe you can intersperse them or something. Yeah. Maybe like two haircuts a year, I can get cheap ones and two haircuts a year, I can get kind of the more indulgent ones. Whereas I mm-hmm. am going to experiment with possibly cutting my own hair. You are? Yes. How's I've that going to work? I was actually asking. I took Dash for a haircut the other day. And so we, we sit him on my lap and right. she does the haircut essentially right in front of my face. So I was asking her <laughs> technique tips. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it'll be pretty straightforward. I, well, I mean, I say that now, but who knows how it's yeah. going to work out. But I'm going to try it. And she just said, you know, make sure you go long so that we can correct it after you come <laughs> after you come in with your mistakes. That's really funny. Yeah. All right. Okay. And I, I would be curious to hear from our listeners' thoughts on cheap, cheap haircuts versus maybe, I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those places where you are wearing your hair every day and it's like an important part of your look. And so I do kind of believe in getting, you know, like we've talked about, you know, just paying money for like good quality things, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm but, not but sure. But you know, choppy is modern. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> not if that's not what you were going for. Um, we have one other thing to talk about related to money. Okay. Which is New Zealand. Okay. We're going to buy it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, my sabbatical is coming up and I have a collaboration Can with... Can you explain to us what sabbatical is? A sabbatical is a once in a lifetime opportunity that I'm so excited to have. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's actually, um, well, it's nearly that. It's like probably a two or three times in a lifetime. Okay. You haven't explained to me what sabbatical is. In academia, um, essentially once you've achieved tenure. As uh, a professor. As a professor. Yeah. You have the opportunity to take a sabbatical where, and it probably varies one place to another, but at, at ASU, I can take a semester quote unquote off. In other words, I'm not going into ASU and I'm not doing my 
committee work. I'm not teaching classes. Your day-to-day job. Yeah, I'm not on campus at all. In fact, you're, it's a leave. It's an it's, it's a official leave, so you're supposed to be off campus, but you're, it's meant to have you go do things either locally or travel to learn new techniques, to introduce yourself to a new area, to expand your current mm-hmm. work, you know, to, to be productive, but in a different way. Right. Rather than being bogged down by all the stuff that, you know, is day-to-day. Mm-hmm. So you can either take a semester at full pay or, and this is ASU, or you can take a full year's sabbatical at three-fifths or mm-hmm. 60% pay. Okay. And so um, in the latter situation, you'd normally have like a grant or something else, you know, covering the rest of your salary. I don't have that, so I'm going to do one semester's worth. Mm-hmm. And I've already put in my proposal. And this so would be for next fall. Next so fall. So a year fall from 2016. now, yeah. you will be on sabbatical. Yeah. And kind of even earlier than that because it's attached to a summer. So right. basically mid-May through December, I have it's incredible 100% time to work on my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I have an area that I want to develop. Um, it's, a, it's really related to the stuff I write on the blog, but I want to look at it academically too. And I've got a collaborator in New Zealand who's actually studied this. He's a marketing guy. And so um, I've already been in communication with him. He wants to work with me and there's the opportunity to travel there Mm -hmm. to develop projects, launch studies, and he wants to travel here and do the same. Um, So yeah, but that would mean that we would all travel to New Zealand. Right. But that's like a great opportunity, of course, because, you know, how often do you get to go to New Zealand? Right. And we have points built up on our Chase credit card. And that's probably a, that's a topic for another yeah, for sure. Another strategically strategically using credit cards. Mm-hmm. It'll probably cover two of our tickets. Three of the four of us will need to buy tickets. Cedric will still be young enough that he won't need a ticket. And I've got departmental funds to cover my ticket. So it'd be a cheap trip to go to New Zealand, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, there's lots of costs involved. Well, there'll be some travel costs. Then there's housing costs while we're there because we'd be there to work for maybe one week. And I was thinking one to two weeks on top of that to you know, look around right. <laughs> since right. we're in New Zealand. Yes. Um, so that's a lot of money. We have to think about the cost of that. Yeah. We're trying to evaluate if now is really the time to go. That would be a really, that's the really, big question. really, really big expense. Yeah. Um, and I'm just kind of wondering if it's the time to go when the boys are so young and still do require quite a bit of management. I just want to, if we're going to take this kind of once in a lifetime type of trip, I want to be able to enjoy myself a lot too and enjoy yeah. being in a, you know, a whole new country and new hemisphere. Yeah. When like half your trip is not so great because the kids are tired and you're tired, but you're in Prescott, you know, 90 miles away from where you live and it only costs 50 bucks to get right, there. No problem. No big deal. But if half your trip is ruined and you're in New Zealand right. and you're really trying to look at this dramatic, like hobbitscape, you know, <laughs> <laughs> You, you know, you, you want to make sure and maximize that experience. Right, exactly. So it may be the case that we don't even go at all. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> well, womp, I mean, womp. <laughs> <laughs> But see, the thing is, I don't actually care. And we were talking about this the other night. Mm-hmm. I don't care where we travel anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it when we do travel and travel definitely brings happiness over like experiences are more important than stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy when we do travel. But I think anymore, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. And what was my quote the other day? Am I the keeper of your quotes? Actually, I am. You I actually do, are. I do love writing down your <laughs> awesome quotes. Maybe we should have a new little segment on the show, the Chris quotes. <laughs> you said, um, I did write it down. You said, happiness does not depend on the most exotic place you visit, which I like. So deep. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad, th- I'm glad that you're happiest just wherever your family is and wherever I am. Yeah. 
Thanks, Christopher. It's actually true. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe we don't go to New Zealand now. Maybe we'll save all those points on our credit card for a future trip when the boys I definitely, are older. I definitely do want to have a big family adventure. Now for a listener question. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we love this segment because we're loving the questions that are coming in from listeners. Um, we're getting great questions on all angles of finances yeah. and other things. And so keep them coming. We're really Definitely. enjoying this. We love this. to hear from you. Yeah. And so uh, we received a listener question about our jobs, actually. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. So the, the, um, the person asked, she was asking whether our jobs influence how we approach our finances and then whether we pursued advanced degrees. Kelsey has a master's. I have a PhD um, in order to seek jobs that would have like higher than average income and better benefits, mm-hmm. be, you know, presumably because we're in the university system um, and are essentially, you know, public employees. Right. So, so I wanted to start out with each of us maybe giving just a, an abbreviated abbreviated Christopher. Do you know what that means? No, I'm a professor. I know. I'm going to have to, I'm going to show you my wristwatch. See, I was trying to move you along and you're like, no, no, no. (laughs) I was talking about my important experiment in haircuts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So give us the abbreviated version of how you came to have your job. Oh man. Professor Wharton. The abbreviated version is circuitous, which probably makes it not short. Move it on. Okay. Oh man. See, I feel pressure. <laughs> I started out uh, in college. <laughs> can I can I at least start there? Is Move okay? it along. Move it along. Gosh. So I started in college. I was a music major, jazz performance. So I played Whoa. the guitar. Did anyone see that coming? <laughs> Did anyone see that coming? <laughs> I bet not. Um, and actually, this is at a small school called Benedictine University, a Catholic university. Um, <laughs> so I was a jazz performance major at a Catholic university in Lyle, Illinois. Oh my I'm goodness. now an atheist nutrition professor in Arizona, so <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit of change. Um, but basically, a lot of things happened. There was a I was burning out on guitar. There was a big piano controversy in my music <laughs> program <laughs> that resulted literally in all the professors either being fired or quitting. Um, all these new profs came in, and I wasn't jazzed about that. <laughs> oh, move along. Okay. Move along. So I switched majors a bunch of times and actually changed universities to University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign where I took a nutrition course and kind of fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And so then I started volunteering in a lab as an undergrad. That lab picked me up as a grad student. Uh, and it went on from there. I was doing cell culture, animal studies, hated that, moved down to a PhD program where I was doing more like nutrition communication, liked that a little bit better. Went to a postdoc mm-hmm. at Yale University, mm-hmm. where fate would have it, Aww. we met. That's right. And I was doing nutrition obesity policy, which I liked a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, I had done my PhD at, at ASU mm-hmm. and then moved to, to Yale. And my former mentor said, oh, you, you ought to come back. There's a, there's a job opening here. You should at least apply. Uh-huh. And I thought going back, Phew, I'm no not taking a job at ASU. I never want to go back there. I hate the <laughs> desert. <laughs> but I went back thinking it'd be a good experience just to right. interview. And by the end of the interview, I was negotiating salary somehow oh my gosh. You know, on the plane ride back. I'm like, oh, I am taking this job That's at ASU. That's crazy. We and had just started dating too. We were three months in. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny to think about. <laughs> so, okay. So let me ask you. So during this time, like that you were changing majors and all this stuff. Were you thinking about what job you were going to get? I wish know, there eventually was eventually or, or the kind of career or salary that you yeah. might have. Were you, how much were you thinking about finances yeah, at that point? Not at all. My, my parents say they had an advanced 
or like a plan for me um, mm-hmm. that they wanted me to be in academia because I've always hated schedules. I can't, uh-huh. I can't stick to, I can't plan. I can't stick to schedules. So they thought that was a place for me and they uh-huh. were right. Um, but no, there, I wish I could say that I had thought about this well in advance, but I totally didn't. I just yeah. knew that I kind of liked the stuff I was doing and mm-hmm. I didn't know what else to do. So I just kept doing it mm-hmm. and kept doing it and getting yeah. another degree and another degree. And it kind of worked out that right. way. And by the time I got to ASU as an assistant professor, just starting out, I wasn't thinking about finances other than how to save money to get back to see you because you were still at Yale. Yeah. Um, and I wish I had. I know. <laughs> I so wish I had, but I wasn't. Yeah. And um, I actually came in at what was a comparatively low salary mm-hmm. um, just because of, of where ASU was at at the time and that kind right. of thing. I've worked hard since and I've gotten more cognizant and have worked myself into raises and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's better now. But mm-hmm. yeah, starting out, no, I really wasn't thinking about... so. Given how much we've talked about like retirement and making <laughs> Plan- money, all these things, ahead. I wasn't at all thinking about my salary. I was aggressive in negotiation, so I got as good as I could get. Right. Um, but my retirement at the time, I could have chosen like the 401k style plan mm-hmm. or the pension style plan. Both mm-hmm. were still available. And I chose the pension. Basically, I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't know. Just I'm just going to do this haphazardly. one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't and that now, crazy? That's a huge, that's like the cornerstone of our planning for the future. That, yeah, that, you, like, that you're going to get a pension, that we have this like very great guaranteed income in your retirement. It's, oh my gosh, that yeah. like scares me. Uh, and actually <laughs> I lived with my parents for like the first six months that I was mm-hmm. here. I could have saved ridiculous money. I didn't. I mean, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of it on travel, mm-hmm. but... I know. So we're probably going to talk about like people just starting out, but a little advanced tidbit, think about your damn money. Like <laughs> as soon as you get your first job, I don't yeah. care if you're 22 or 32, whenever you get your first job, start thinking about your money and your retirement right off the bat. It's hard. I think it's hard before you're, you really have those like big real world expenses. I mean, until you really start paying back your student loans and you see what a big chunk of that can take out of your paycheck until you're starting to think about paying a house. And it's, it's hard. I mean, I just have so much respect for anyone who is like really young and is just, you know, getting it all together or who has that kind of understanding and is Mm -hmm. positioning themselves for that. Cause yeah, definitely. I mean, we've learned a lot, but it took us a while. (laughs) So tell us your story. Okay. (laughs) So kind of similarly, I don't remember thinking about, you know, what kind of a job or salary I would have. I, I, I was thinking about what kind of job I would have, but it took me a long time, um, like kind of to get there myself. I studied biology in undergraduate mm-hmm. and I can't even remember why I studied that actually. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I, I know I had an interest in, my interest was more in the environment and I just knew that I kind of liked science, but I can't, actually remember why I decided to make that my major. Did you did you start volunteering at the Ladybird Center for No, I, I did volunteer at the <laughs> I had an internship at the Ladybird Johnson Wildflower Center yes, in South Austin, which is a really beautiful place. But that actually wasn't until I was already into my degree. So hmm. yeah, it's kind of a kind of a mystery to me. But you know, by the time I was getting into um, my later years in college, I was really loving it. I had no idea what I wanted to do with it still. So I just thought I should just keep going to school. I kind of thought maybe academia. Yeah, I loved B 
being in school. I love being on a college campus, things like that. So I applied for graduate programs. I applied to lots of programs. I applied for master's programs. I applied for PhD programs. And the only program that I got into was at Yale. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Which like was a dream come true. I had always wanted to go there. I applied in undergrad and didn't get in, of course. I mean, because so few people do. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it was a dream come true um, to go to Yale. I got a master's degree in environmental science. And even then I was thinking I'd do a PhD, maybe academia, maybe research. But I just, I still didn't feel like I had a a true passion for anything. So Mm -hmm. we started dating You got the job out here like a semester before I was graduating, a year before I was graduating. Mm -hmm. So I graduated, came out here. I thought I would kind of take a year off, figure out where I wanted to do my PhD or something. And Well, you'd gotten accepted. uh, Oh, that's right. At UT. That's right. University of Tennessee. Yeah, at Knoxville. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, they they had accepted you. You were going to go that year, but then they deferred it a year. That's right. right? I totally forgot. Yeah. Yeah. That was like not the right choice for me at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so came out here, got a job in with a consulting firm, an environmental consulting firm. And I remember my salary negotiation for that. I ended up coming in so much lower than I was expecting, especially just coming from a cohort of my colleagues a lot of them like in graduate school had already been working before and I feel like they were starting to get these like really awesome high roller jobs and I was only able to negotiate a salary of $48,000 a year and here I was with my master's degree and it was I just remember feeling like it was a letdown Mm. um and then the job sucked so my first job was terrible I moved on to another environmental consulting firm. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I'd kind of lost steam for a PhD program because I, you know, I didn't feel anything that I was really passionate about doing that I wanted to do for five or six years. Um, And then so in my second terrible job, I, it was just total luck. I started browsing the ASU jobs came across this job listing for a science writer. I think I sent you this. Did you? I think so. Mm, I don't know. I don't know mm. if you can take credit for that. I'll need you to forward me that email. Well, I have 15,000 emails in my inbox, so I probably still have it. <laughs> That's probably right. Um, so anyway, I had never even heard of the description science writer. I was like, what does that really mean? But I met like the criteria because I'd been doing writing and I had a science background. So interviewed, got it. And it's just been such a great fit for me, especially in my current role. And so anyway, that is all just to say too, that I wasn't really thinking about the job I would get. I mean, I think I did hope that by getting an advanced degree, I was putting myself in a position that I would, you know, be able to have the type of work that I wanted that was challenging and engaging and that gave me better earning potential. But, um, yeah, I just kind of like fell into the particular job that I have, especially with the university. I think since you were already at the university that I kind of saw, okay, that's, and I really enjoyed being in academia before. So I kind of knew that'd be a great place to be. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just kind of worked out. Yeah. So I think, I think the take home is, is no, we didn't do much advanced planning, but pr- probably it's true that in, on both sides that we knew in academia or getting advanced degrees that this should translate to right. some sort of benefit. Like right. it's a major investment. We both had student loans, mm-hmm. paid yours off. I still have mine. Mm-hmm. So 
there's a reason to do that. And, and the reason is, you know, hopefully some kind of good benefits plan, maybe good salary, flexibility for me, these sorts of things, which we didn't maybe articulate, but knew that yeah. probably that should come along. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So anyway, for anyone out there like struggling, I think, I think what I've taken away from it all, um, is just to keep on trying to figure out your passion and follow that. And I think what was so interesting for me too, is I ended up finding this role where it combined two things that I loved that I didn't know that that job even existed, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just feel like every step of the way, even though I had some terrible jobs, they taught me things like even if it was the kind of job that I didn't want, Mm -hmm. you know, and since I had jobs like that, I now really appreciate the job that I do have. So yeah, yeah, I would just say like, see what you can learn in any experience. And if you're not happy or if it's not the right fit, just keep, keep looking and keep working towards getting that right fit. Yeah, for sure. And on the money side, like even if you're not super forward thinking about, you know, um, how, how you're planning your career and and using that, leveraging that to make more money and all Mm -hmm. this stuff, you can still be establishing habits for how you spend and how you, how you spend relative to what you're making Mm -hmm. and saving and stuff. So you can at least be thinking vaguely about, I shouldn't be spending so much cash. I can probably (laughs) cut expenses. I can be frugal and these kinds of things Mm -hmm. before you figure, even as you're trying to figure out, you know, what it is you want to do with your life. So let's move on to one big thing. What's your one big thing, Chris? Toddlertopia. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> is that a place? Actually. A, is that a theme park? I don't want to go there <laughs> if it is. <laughs> see, you didn't know this, but I actually built in some foreshadowing what into hell? our episode yet again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because it's true that, you know, happiness isn't necessarily derived by the most exotic place you can travel. And in fact, I've been deriving a ton of happiness from our tiny little street here in Gilbert because we're surrounded by amazing neighbors. Yeah, we are. So I I probably should stop doing this, but I've been bragging about this to all our friends because we've got now um, one couple down the street who we're good friends with. They have one child who's the same age as Dashiell. Mm -hmm. They're in the same room at their little daycare at mm -hmm, school. mm -hmm. So they're buddies at school too. Right next door, the counterpart for the Girl Next Door podcast. That's right. Erica (laughs) and her girls. Uh Uh-huh. And her husband, we're good friends with them. And her girls are, the one girl is roughly the same age as Dash. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other girl is really close as well. And then down the street, there's another couple. We know the the wife pretty well. Mm -hmm. We've seen her around and and we played a little bit with her her daughter, Mm -hmm. Dash has. Um, And then... Um, our neighbors on the other side of us just moved right. out and moving in is a couple with a son, the same freaking age as Dash. It's it is toddler topia. It is toddler topia. We don't even see, you know, everybody each day, but there's always a neighbor to see and yeah. there's often a kid to hang out with yeah. for Dash. And so we've had impromptu like play dates at night when we get, even just when we get home from work, which mm-hmm. is normally like a really busy time, but it's so easy because they live on the same street. They mm-hmm. can walk down and walk back. Yeah. And we've dropped Dash off at neighbors' houses and I've taken one of our neighbor's kids with Dash on bike rides yeah. and then they did the same for us. Like, I, Yeah, and I loved the day. I was here with Cedric just making dinner or something and you'd taken Dash on a bike ride and then you came back and... Um, and another little neighbor boy was with you. And it was like, awesome. And so mm-hmm. I asked him, 
I, we texted his mom and asked if he could stay for dinner. I mean, I love that. And as the boys get older, I definitely want to be the house where everyone knows that they're always welcome for dinner. And I always want to, you know, be able mm-hmm. to put out one extra plate for another friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really excited about that. And it's just, I, I, I guess, you know, people move so often and mm-hmm. we don't necessarily know our neighbors as much anymore. Um, and even when you do know your neighbors, it's not necessarily the case that they all right. have kids the same age as yours, but it's just worked out that way. It is, I can't tell you how much, like how, how nice it is just mm-hmm. to like see neighbors all the time and That's hang out really randomly, nice. like not even plan it. Cause when we hang out with friends, we always have to be like, all right, two weekends from now, right. we're going to meet Saturday morning. Schedules. Yeah. And we're planning around naps and all this stuff, but mm-hmm. not on the street. On the street, people can just be like, oh, like our neighbors walked up to our house, rang the doorbell one evening and, and said, oh, we're going on a bike ride. Can, yeah. can Dash come along? And they took Dash for yeah. a bike ride. Yeah. It's it was, so awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah. I'm loving it. Um, okay. My one big thing, this will already have happened when this episode comes out, but my mom is visiting this weekend Yay. and I'm so excited. You are actually leaving. Mm-hmm. You are going to Austin and my Yay. mom is coming from Austin <laughs> to visit me <laughs> yep. while um, you are out of town to just come for a visit and help me out for the weekend. So I'm so excited about that. And I'm really excited too. She's going to be here through Tuesday. I'm going to take Monday off of work. So when this episode airs, I'm going to be off work, hanging out with my mom, just her and me. <laughs> That's going to be really fun. So yeah. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, um, when yes. I was typing up these show notes, yes. it was nearly one big thong <laughs> <laughs> until I corrected it. Let's change it to one big thong. <laughs> It'll be a very different segment. So I think that wraps it up. I think so. All right. Well, first of all, thank you all so much for your iTunes reviews. They're awesome. They really help the show. Please keep them coming. If you find value in the show, give us a rating. We really appreciate it. Yes. Oh, and this is just a little personal thing. I actually don't care that much where our show ranks because I love producing the show and Mm -hmm. I don't care how it ranks on iTunes, but... It's just like, I have to like check in and see how we're doing. (laughs) And most recently when I checked, we are ranked behind, behind a podcast called, I kid you not, I'll have a beer and talk. (laughs) It's just a guy and I think he has a beer and then he talks about crap. Compelling. And we are ranked behind them. So listeners, (laughs) please help us. Tell your friends about the show. Send us a review. Give us a five star rating. <laughs> we, we need to be we need to be ahead of this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least in close competition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but otherwise, keep sending in your questions. They're awesome. We've gotten really good ones. We're going to be addressing as many of them as possible over time. Um, and so, thank you for those. And if you sent in a question, uh, we probably already have it scheduled for a future episode. We've we done would. some planning recently. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at heymatrimony, that's M-O-N-E-Y, at gmail.com. And you can head over to our website, loveandmatrimony.com, where you can comment on this episode. All right, that wraps things up. We're reminding you to love your honey, not your money. Did it so well. Oh, thanks. Thanks, honey. <laughs> On this episode, 
we'll be checking in on our... Nope, that's not right. I'm not trying to distort you. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs>